Let us pray. Not just what we ask for, but what we need. Grant us in your mercy this day, we pray. Amen. Who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he shall appear? Are you ready? It's a common question. It's often a conversation starter. We meet somebody in the grocery store and we say, are you ready for Christmas? We meet a neighbor down the street. Are you ready for the new baby? We talk to our young people and say, are you ready for your final exams? One last hurdle to get over before the Christmas holiday. Are you ready implies both preparation and change. It wants to know if we are prepared to leave some old things behind. Are we prepared to embrace something new? Malachi has questions. Malachi has a very big question for his people in Jerusalem. They are newly returned from the exile in Babylon. They've come back to a ruined city of Jerusalem, destroyed by war, so there is rubble everywhere. There are building projects all around. The fields are high with weeds. And the people want to know when God's glory will return to their city. They want to know when the Messiah will stand among them at last and make all things new. So the prophet Malachi has some questions for these people who barely show up at the temple for worship, who make offerings of the leftovers in the barn instead of the first fruit of the harvest. We would call that a chump change offering. He has questions for people who talk junk, gossip about their neighbors, cheat in the marketplace, run around on their spouses, trample the poor, and yet claim They want more of the God of Israel. Malachi says, really? Are you sure you are ready for the Lord to come to his temple? Who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? And then Malachi fills in some of the details. He will be like a blast furnace. He will be like a refiner's fire burning up the old to make way for what is new. He'll be like bleach in the wash, harsh and effective, like sandpaper on old wood, rubbing and rubbing until something new appears. Are you sure you are ready? For who can endure the day of his coming? John the Baptist had a pretty similar pitch. He'd clearly been taking notes from Malachi. He warned his listeners to flee the wrath that lay ahead. He told them the fire was already burning and the axe was sharp and laid at the root of all dead trees. He warned any who would listen that they should go ahead and get washed now. Repent and be baptized in the river so they would miss the last-minute rush when the Messiah appears. Turn now, for the kingdom is close at hand, says John. I baptize with water. He will baptize with fire and spirit. What will happen when the Lord comes to his temple? 
As you know, all the gospel writers do indeed describe a day when the Lord came to his temple, when Jesus showed up in Jerusalem. You remember the scene. Who could stand when he appeared? The money changers could not stand in his presence. He scattered their tables, disrupted their economics of exploitation, He accused them of cheating the people in the very shadow of God's temple, of being the payday lenders of their day, the subprime mortgage brokers, those who push the state lottery on the ones who can least afford it. They could not stand before him. When he came to his temple, the Pharisees and Sadducees could not stand before him. Now, they were experts in religion, They were the most knowledgeable Bible scholars around, but they could not stand this Jesus with his parables about God's surprises, about a feast where the invited guests refused to come, and so he invited the outsiders and the forgotten and the sinners to the table. They could not stand this Jesus who kept crossing the lines that they had so carefully drawn to make sure that they were safe and clean away from the non-kosher, non-Jewish, non-healthy, non-people like us. They could not stand this Jesus for their religion was about keeping themselves safe. And the goal for Jesus was to love God and to love the neighbor, whether that was safe or not. Who could stand at his appearing? It says that the lame stood up and danced gladly. It says that lepers endured his touch and rejoiced at being invited in. It says the blind saw him with great joy and followed him. It says that Jesus blessed a widow at the temple for putting her two cents, all she had, into the offering. He blessed a child who gave his lunch to feed a multitude. He blessed a woman who poured precious nard all over his feet as an act of repentance and gratitude. Zacchaeus stood before him and announced that he was giving away half of all he had to the poor Those who knew their need were glad to see him. All who knew they had things in their lives that needed tossing on the fire, they came to him. Repent, says John. Repent, says Malachi. Get ready for this Messiah by naming your need. Get ready for the fire by preparing the trash from your life and cleaning it out. When I was a teenager in East Texas, there was a high school football tradition called the Bonfire Pep Rally. Now, this was before EPA rules about what you could burn outside and what could go up in the air. It happened on the night before homecoming, and for weeks, the high school students would just scour the neighborhoods for broken boards and old limbs and broken furniture, you name it, if it would burn, they'd pick it up and haul it to the school. And, of course, the neighbors were glad to help because there was that junk at the backyard corner that they'd been piling up, and the kids would haul it away. There was that stuff in the back of the garage. The 
teenagers would haul it away. And then on the night before the big game, the band playing and the cheerleaders shouting, the fire would be started and an incredible blaze would leap up from this 30-foot high pile of refuse. He will be like a refiner's fire. In Advent, we prepare for the celebration of the Messiah's birth with our own repentance. We are invited to bring our junk to the bonfire. Let us offer up those broken boards of envy that cause us to stumble, those thoughts that keep nagging at us because somebody else has something that we don't have. Let us bring in the scraps of greed that block our path to gratitude. Let us toss on the fire the broken furniture of old grudges that pile up at the back of our hearts, and we go and check on them every so often, but never quite let go. As a community, there are branches that need pruning and tossing on the fire. Lingering racial prejudice, inferior schools for the poor, antiquated gun laws, a stale minimum wage, a city-county divide that blocks healthy growth, national elections that turn into mud wrestling. Now is the time for cleaning out, to prepare for the Messiah's arrival. Who can stand at his appearing Those who know their need, who admit their sin and ask for help. Those who are ready for some pruning in order to make way for what is healthy. For those who can name their hunger are always welcome at the Messiah's table. Let us dare to stand before the Lord this day asking for mercy that will make us clean asking for the grace that will help us follow Jesus. Thanks be to God. Having heard the word of God read and proclaimed, 